are in our series that we are calling The Reset. And it's this idea that sometimes in life, uh, we just need to reset things, right? In the first week of the series, uh, Pastor David talked about uh, his kind of fishing scam from the prince of some other country that... Zimbabwe, yeah. Um, and his computer got, you know, a virus, and so he had to reset his computer. And that's kind of the idea. Sometimes we have to reset, right? Sometimes we, as people, things get out of whack, things get messed up, and so we need to reset. And so the first week we talked about a firm foundation, right? We talked about that the firm foundation that we reset everything on, that we build our life on, is Jesus. And he is the foundation because he doesn't change. He is the same. He is who he says he, he is. Uh, he did what he said he did, and that will never change. And so it is a foundation we can trust and we can build on. And then last week, he talked about the truth and what is true. He said that the truth that we have is, is what God has given us in his word. And that this is based on who he is and what he wants us to know. And then how do we build our life around that? We make our decisions based on what the Bible says, not based on what we think or feel in the moment or... Uh, the, the sway of the winds of culture or anything like that, we base our truth on Scripture. And then today, we're going to talk about this, reorient on God's mission. That sometimes we get oriented on other things, and there's times that we need to reorient back onto God's mission. So before we jump into that, I want to pray for our time together. So if you will pray with me. God, I pray in this moment in this place that you would speak and that it would not be my words but your words and that the people that are here you would open up their minds you would open up their hearts you would open up their ears you would open up their eyes to see and to hear and to think critically about what we're talking about and they would think about what that means for their life and so God in this moment I pray that you would uh, do something special in each one of our lives to help us see how this idea and this message impacts us and what it means to us. And we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. So uh, if you don't know, I was a youth pastor for like 20-something years, and so uh, I've done a whole lot of messages to students, and that has impacted a little bit about how I teach. And so I like to be interactive uh, have you interact with me. So I'm going to ask a question, and my hope is that you will, at least if nothing else, just humor me, right? Like, you may not like this, but just humor me, right? So by, I'm, by a raise of hands, who here likes movies? All right? Lots of hands. I like it. For those of you that didn't raise your hands, I took a note. I'm going to be contacting you in the next couple months to talk about why you are the way you are. Um, <laughs> no, that's okay if you don't like movies. I love movies. I'm a big fan of movies. I don't know if it's the same for all of you that raised your hands, uh, but for me, there's something great about going to like a theater or even at home or whatever of just putting on a movie and, and for the, the time that the movie runs, in some sense, just kind of getting, getting caught up in the, the story, right? Or the, the, the action of it or the thrill of it or the, the you know, romance of it, whatever it might be, just getting caught up in that story and... and feeling like maybe you're in it, or how's it going to turn out? Like, for me, that's just enjoyable. I just really like, I don't know if you're like that, I don't know if that's you, but for me, that's kind of why I love movies. But there's something interesting that happens, is I'll be watching a movie, and then there'll be a scene that'll happen, and for whatever reason, this scene 
will stick in my mind. And, and I won't really sometimes even know why, but it'll, it'll just get stuck in there, right? And as I'm going through the day or I'm going through the, you know, my life or whatever, there might be a time where this, this scene or this clip will come back to my mind. And, I, oh, what, why, is that, why is that in there? Like, why, why did that stick with me? And, and then what happens is down the road, somewhere down the road, there's, there'll be something that will happen and all of a sudden it'll click. Like, oh, that's why that scene stuck out to me. That's why that, that part of this movie was something that I kept coming back to and kept coming back to. And so it happened with one of, uh, one of my favorite movies uh, is a movie called uh, Saving Private Ryan. I don't know if you've ever seen this movie. If you haven't, I'm sorry, I'm going to spoil a little bit of it for you, but it's been out a long time. That's on you, not me um, at this point. Uh, but Saving Private Ryan, if you don't know, it's a movie. It's set in World War II, and it's based around there's a group of soldiers, and they get given uh, an objective to accomplish. And the objective is to go find this one soldier in the midst of the entire war because this soldier was one of, I, I don't know if it was five or six brothers, and all of his other brothers had died in the war. And so this general is like writing these letters, and he realized that he's written like five or six to the same woman. And he says, I'm not going to be the general that sends all of her sons home dead to her. So he says, so he gets this group of soldiers and says, you're going to go find this one soldier in the midst of this war. You're going to get him. You're going to bring him back. We're sending him home so I can at least send one back to his mom. And so this group of soldiers, they set out and they're looking for this guy. And so there's this scene that comes and I'm going to set it up a little bit. So they're out, they're looking for him and they come across um, a group of, of dead soldiers uh, and as they come across this group of dead soldiers, they find something, and then this scene happens. And so I'm going to show it in a second. Um, and just for you in the room, hold on one second. For you watching online, I'm sorry, because of copyright things and YouTube and all that kind of stuff, we can't actually show the video online, and we can't do the audio. So the audio is going to cut, and video is not going to show it. If you want, you can find it online. Um, I'm sorry about that. I apologize. I don't have any control over YouTube. I wish I did, because then I'd be rich, but I don't. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, so I apologize. But for those in the room, we're, I want to show you this clip. This is what happens. So there's this moment, right? They find these dead soldiers, and there's this machine gun, and it's the machine gun that killed these soldiers. And so most of the soldiers say, well, we can just go around it. We don't have to worry about this. Like, this isn't, what, this isn't our objective, right? We can just we can bypass this, and we can go finish our objective. 
And the captain understands something that the rest of them had forgotten. Um, that, yeah, they've been given an objective to find this soldier, but there was a greater objective that was going on, and it was to win the war. And yeah, they'd been tasked with finding this guy, but this bigger objective, this greater objective was to win the war. And if they left that machine gun there, that doesn't help win the war. That just means it's going to be able to ambush the next group of soldiers that comes along, and that doesn't help win the war. And so the captain, he understands this, and so he reminds them, like, yeah, we're on a mission right now. We're on an objective right now. But our main objective, our big mission is to win the war. And I saw this scene, and I saw this clip, and, and for some reason it stuck with me. And it stuck with me for a while, and I didn't understand why. And then one, one day, it just hit me. Man, this is a little bit of a picture of sometimes what it's like when you're a Christian. Is that we have all kinds of different objectives and things that we're called to do and be a part of and things we need to, to do in life and all these things. And sometimes we can forget what is the main objective, what is the main thing, and what is God's mission. And so we can get caught up in all those things and forget that. And so this morning, I want to talk about, well, how do we stop that? How do we reorient our life on God's mission when maybe we are like those soldiers who have forgotten that or have focused on other things? And so as we do this, there's a, there's a big question that we need to ask. And you may already be asking yourself this question. You may not. I don't know. But if we don't answer this question, it doesn't matter what else we say the entire rest of the morning, right? And it's this question— so what is God's mission? This is a big question. This is a fundamental and foundation, foundational question for life and for us as followers of God and followers of Jesus. Like, what is God's mission? So I want to give you what I believe is a, a definition, uh, an answer to this that is kind of, I think, somewhat easy to remember that doesn't become super convoluted. I mean, the, the answer to this question is so big and so wide. I mean, it's, we could never cover the entire breadth of what this question is in this morning. And so I'm giving you more of uh, kind of a 30,000, a little bit bigger view with this question. And so I want to give you this answer. That God's mission is to rescue from sin and death. This is God's mission. This is what God has been about. This is what God has been doing uh, since the beginning of time. Everything that he does, everything that he says, everything that he is about is to accomplish this mission to rescue from sin and death. We see this in Scripture. Maybe the most famous verse in the whole world, the whole Bible, John three sixteen, and the one that follows, 17. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only Son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. This is it. This is God's mission. This is what he's about. He says it in 1 Timothy as well. This is good and pleases God our Savior, who wants everyone to be saved, to understand the truth. That this is what God is about. This is what he's been about from the beginning of creation. This is not a New Testament mission. This is not a post-Jesus mission. This is not uh, because the church started mission, that this is the mission that God has been about from the beginning of time. And we see it in the Old Testament, too. Isaiah 53 talks about the Messiah that would come, and it says this, It was our weakness he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down, and we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. But 
He was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be all of us like sheep have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own, yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. And in Jeremiah 31, he talks about this new covenant. He says this, The day is coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and Judah. This covenant will not be like the one I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand and brought them out of the land of Egypt. They broke that covenant, though I love them as a husband loves his wife, says the Lord. But this is the new covenant I will make with the people of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my instructions deep within them and I will write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. And they will not need to teach their neighbors, nor will they teach their relatives, saying, you should know the Lord for everyone from the least to the greatest will know me already, says the Lord. And I will forgive their wickedness and I will never again remember their sins. This is what God has been about for all of creation about rescuing from sin and death. And this whole mission, this whole plan, the linchpin of it, the, the most important piece is the firm foundation we talked about in the first week of the series. That this whole mission is built on Jesus. It's built on the foundation of who he is and what he did and doing the one thing we could never do for ourselves. Jesus says in John 11, Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never, ever die. John 14, Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. John chapter 12, Jesus shouted to the crowds, If you trust me, you are trusting not only me, but also God who sent me. For when you see me, you are seeing the one who sent me. I have come as a light to shine in this dark world so that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. I will not judge those who hear me, but don't obey me. For I have come to save the world and not to judge it. But all who reject me and my message will be judged on the day of judgment by the truth I have spoken. I don't speak on my own authority. The Father who sent me has commanded me what to say and how to say it. And I know his commandments lead to eternal life. So I say whatever the Father tells me to say. This whole mission is built on Jesus, right? If without that, it crumbles. It doesn't mean anything. So it's all built on him. He's the linchpin of the whole thing. And so we had our definition, right? God's mission is to rescue from sin and death. I want to add two words to it that I think make a huge difference. God's mission is to rescue from sin and death through Jesus. Because it's not about God's going to rescue in any, whatever anybody thinks or however anybody devises a plan of what, how God can do it. or what. If it doesn't man, mean it goes through Jesus, it's not God's mission. God's mission is to rescue from sin and death through Jesus. So I want to ask you a question in light of that. Have you ever been so caught up in life that this slips your mind? You ever been so caught up in life and what's happening that that idea of God's mission slips your mind? I can tell you for me, the answer is yes. That there has been seasons of life, there have been moments, there have been times where for some reason 
I get focused on other things or things happen and that slips my mind. I've been in ministry working at a church that that has slipped my mind. I want, let me, I'm going to paint the picture in a different way and maybe, maybe this will work for you, maybe it won't. I don't know, this is a little bit out there uh, for maybe some people, but uh, is anybody like a video gamer? Anybody in, in here like ever like played video games? It's okay. You, raise your hand high. Come on. Don't be. All right. Not a, not a lot. Okay. So this, this, this is going to be interesting. Uh, so after college, I got really into a game called World of Warcraft. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's called an MMO. What that means is it's a massive multiplayer online game. And so you, and you play with a massive amount of other people. The way the game works is you create a character, right? And your character progresses through a story and you level up and, and all this kind of stuff. But as you're going in this story, as you're playing this game, there's one main quest that is the quest that goes from beginning to end of the entire game, right? It's the, it's the, it's the thread and story that binds everything together. As you're playing... And as you're going through this main quest, what happens is all of these things called side quests pop up. And there are all these things that you can do, and you can go and do all these other things that you can uh, earn money from, you can get experience, you can get items, you can get all kinds of different things, you can get gear for your character, all these different things. Do you know what happens when you go and do all those side quests, and you, you focus on those, and you do all these things? Nothing happens in the main quest. The main quest doesn't progress itself. It's not moving forward while you're off doing other things. At some point, you have to recognize and go, oh, I haven't really done anything with the main quest for a while, so let me forget these, and I'll go back to the main quest, and I start doing these things, and then it progresses forward. Man, there's a lot, there's a lot of side quests in the world. There's a lot of things in the world that pull us away from the main quest, that pull us away from God's mission. Now, if you're sitting there and you're going like, Derek, come on, why you got to be like that? Like, why you got to talk to me like that? Like, are you watching my life? Do you have a camera on me? Like, I want to be clear. I don't say that because I'm trying to guilt or shame anyone. Guilt and shame are terrible motivators. They can get you to do something, but they're terrible motivators. That's not my heart. My heart is not to guilt or shame you. Because I've been there. But I want you to understand something. If that's you, if that's you right now, maybe you're in a moment right now where you're like, yeah, I've been so focused on side quests and I've been so focused on other things that I've forgotten God's mission. I haven't been about it. Or you can remember a season that was or some point down the line that's probably going to happen to you again at some point. I want you to understand something. You are not alone. You're not in the mini minority. You're not out of the ordinary for that. If that is you right now, or it has been, or it will be, I want you to understand something. It is that way for a reason. And let me show you what I'm talking about here. First Peter says this, Stay alert. Watch out for the great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a lion, roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. There's an enemy that's against God's mission. Ephesians chapter 6 says this, For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits 
in the heavenly places. Ephesians chapter 5 says this, So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most use of every opportunity in these evil days. I don't know if you know this, but this world is built for you to forget about God's mission. There's an enemy who's going against God's mission. And he has done everything in his power to create a world that makes you forget about God's mission. The enemy wants nothing more than you forget about God's mission. And if he can do this, if he can get you to forget about God's mission, then he thinks he's winning. And while he may not win the war, he may actually be winning in that moment. If he's getting us to forget about God's mission. And so when you're in those moments where you feel like, man, I I feel like I've forgotten God's mission, it's not for guilt and shame because there's an enemy who has been doing this for a long time and wants nothing more than for you to forget about God's mission. And so sometimes we get out of whack and we get stuck, disoriented on other things, oriented around the wrong things. We end up on side quests and not the main quest. So the question becomes this, how do we reorient around God's mission? How do we do that? If we find ourselves in this moment where we are so uh, disoriented that we need to get ourselves back and oriented onto God's mission, then how do we do this? And I want to give you three ideas to help you do this. That three things that you can write and maybe put in your mind and, and do to help you as you orient back onto God's mission. And the first one is this. Remind yourself of God's mission that comes from Jesus himself. Get in the habit of reminding yourself about God's mission. And it's not a mission that is uh, random or pulled from somewhere or that was made up some point down the road or the church got together thousands of years after Jesus or hundreds of years after Jesus and said, well, we need to come up with a mission for God, so let's just come up with it. No, this is the mission that comes straight from Jesus' mouth. Matthew 28. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Go and help people understand that they need to be rescued from sin and death through Jesus. And so remind yourself over and over that this is what God's mission is. The second thing is this. Recognize that you are called to this mission. Now when I say you are called to this mission, I am not talking to the you that is sitting next to you. I'm not talking to the you that is watching online. I'm talking to you where you are right now. Therefore I a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. You specifically have been called by God to be a part of this mission. And so the last one then is remember that you are always on mission. 
I think about those soldiers, right? Yeah, they had an objective. They were supposed to go find this guy, but they were also still on mission to win the war. And some of them, all they focused on was that one objective, and they missed that they were still on mission to win the war. 1 Corinthians 10 says, So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Not, not do some, not do 99%, do it all. That you are always on mission. So what does that mean? Well, it means that when you are at work, that you are on mission. And when you are serving at church, that you are on mission. When you are with your kids, you are on mission. When you are at the grocery store, you are on mission. When you are on vacation, you are on mission. When you're talking to a neighbor, you are on mission. When you are at Thanksgiving with family, you are on mission. And so, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, remind yourself of God's mission. Recognize that you are called to this mission and remember that you are always on mission. And I don't know about you, but I hear that Man, I just think and I just imagine, man, a people and a place that if this were the reality, imagine what would happen. Imagine what it would look like. We couldn't get people in the door fast enough. We couldn't have enough seats for everybody if we had people who were on mission for God. And my heart, and I know David's heart bleeds for us to be that place to be a place where we are on mission for God, that we have oriented our lives, we have reoriented onto God's mission, and we're walking in that. And man, to see what God does will be incredible. Pray with me. God, your mission is to rescue from sin and death through Jesus. It has been what you've been about since the beginning of time. It is, a, it is what you will be about long after we're gone. And God, I pray that we would be people that we would reorient our lives around that mission, that we would recognize that we are called to it, we would remind ourselves of what it is, and we would remember that we are always on mission, that we would live that out, that no matter where we find ourselves, that no matter where we are, what we are on mission for you, and that there may be all kinds of other things that we have to do. There may be all kinds of things that we are called to do and, and that you call us to do. And it, it may involve uh, things here at church and it may involve our families and it may involve our kids and it may involve all kinds of things. But even when we're doing those things that we have to remember that there is a mission that you are about and that we are about. And that we would step into that and as we step into that, that we would see you do incredible things. 
as a group of people who are on mission for you. Help us to do that, to be that in La Crescenta, in LA, around the world. We pray this in Jesus' name.